When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. You are listening to the Lunatic Fringe featuring performers from Stage Struck Audio Theater. And I'm telling you, they are completely ignorant. They are students, after all. If you say so. They pay tuition, don't they? Mm, do they? I think the point is that you believe students are not all that bright. Not the sharpest knives in the drawer, no. Dumb as a box of frogs. I tell you what the problem is. What is it? It's that they don't know what they don't know. I see. Hmm. What? Interesting. What is? Your statement. They don't know what they... They don't know what they don't know. It's our job as their instructors to teach them to know what they don't know. But then they know then what they don't know. How's that? Well... You're confusing the issues. They don't know what they don't know, so we educate them. On what they don't know. Yes. But then they'll know it, correct? Yes. So then they'll know what they don't know. You are thick as a brick. I'm just following your line of reasoning, and I must say it's quite the line. Idiot. There's no reason to get angry. You're dumb as a bag of hammers. I thought that was the students. Of them too. So do I know what I don't know? No, you know. I know. You sure do know. Don't pretend you don't. I'm not pretending. Last time, Nimrod... They don't know what they don't know, so we teach them what they don't know so they'll know. And they get a grade for this. You better believe it. A good grade? Oh, barely. Some flunk. Even when they know what they don't know? I'm going to kill you. Hey, now calm down. I just think it's pretty valuable for them to finally learn what they don't know so they can finally know what they don't know it. It's brilliant when you think about it. Are you finished? Are you? Nearly. I saw it. Saw it. Saw. Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Lit. Lit. So turnt, dude. Yeah. Turnt. So done. Uh huh. So done. So done. So done. F R. Totally F R. Completely F R. V. V. V F R. So. V F R. I K R. Yeah. I K R. A bit mad though. Ah. Completely meh. Meh. Yep. Meh. So... So... Got nothing, dude. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Next case. Flugel versus Humphrey. Do I understand it that Flugel is going to represent himself? I sure am, Your Honor. Works for me. Call your first witness. I call Humphrey to the stand. Are you serious? I sure am, Humphrey. Let's get on with it. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? He's got the swearing part down, Your Honor. 
That's a lie. All right, let's cool it. Humphrey, do you swear to tell the truth? Yes. Miss Flugel, there isn't anything to object to. There sure is. Humphrey and the truth have yet to be introduced to each other. Flugel, I wish you were dead. Well, everyone is entitled to their opinion. Your Honor. Flugel, you need to interrogate the witness. I beg your pardon? Your Honor, this is going to take a while. Flugel has yet to be introduced to the English language. I'll have you know, it's my second language. Let's get on with it. If you insist. I do insist. I object. There isn't anything to object to, Flugel. I told you, Your Honor. You shut up. You shut up. You do it. No, you do it. Both of you, do it. Flugel, ask a question. Why? Because this is a court of law. I did ask a question, Your Honor. You did not. I did. Why? Is that even relevant? No, that was the question she asked. Why? I will tell you why, Your Honor. No, that was the question? Yes, sir, Your Honor. Was that to you? No, to you. Your Honor, lying witness, could I please ask my first question? I think you just did. Shut up. Flugel, I'll have you know that I've been on this bench for 15 years. Does anyone bring you any food? See, Your Honor. Ask a question. Fine, Humphrey. Yes, still here. Did you or did you not vote no on preposition yes? I did not. I object. To what? Oh, no idea. Knee-jerk reaction. Sorry. So, Humphrey, you voted no on proposition yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. To proposition yes? No. Proposition no. No. Yes. Yes? No to yes, but not yes to no because we didn't talk about yes to no, but did talk about no to yes. I... If you object, Flugel, I'm going to have you executed. As in killed dead? Indeed. Well, I object. Mrs. Treadwell. That's me, you the mover? That's what it says on the truck here. It sure does. So... Yes? What do you need moving? My space shuttle. Your what? You heard me. I can't move a space shuttle. Your promises. No job too huge, no job too tiny. That's just our motto. It's, it's in our jingle. No job too huge, though you promise it. To move your space shuttle. Yep. You don't have a space shuttle. Nope, but if I did... We couldn't move it! It's... it's... What? A job to here? Yes! Aha! Uh-huh. Be reasonable. You're the one with the promise painted on the side of your truck there. Yes, but come on! Oh, okay, okay, fine. Do you have anything that you need moved? Transported? I do indeed. Dare I ask? This needle! You're joking. It's in your- Yes, yes, I know. No job too tiny. Don't blame me, I didn't come up with a tagline for your company. Okay, fine. You want this needle moved? I sure do. Okay, great. Good, it's loaded. It sure is. That'll be 300 bucks. From now on, we only talk in French accents. I love it. I adore to talk in the French accent. And all the things French. The dressing. The fries. Doors. Equatorial Africa. Harp, heel, and horn. Oui. And kiss. The French kiss. My favorite kind. Oui. Oui.
Very nice. More than nice, I must say. Okay, okay, that's enough of that. What are you talking about? All right, now that's enough of the cheesy French accent. My French accent is not cheesy. Who wrote this sketch? There's a writer. I'm beginning to wonder. You need to leave this sketch forthwith so we can finish it. Okay, that is enough. Just stop it. It's not funny anymore. Who said we were trying to be funny? Oui. Do you two have a license to use the French accent? A license? A license? Yes, a license. Do you have one to use this French accent? No. I do not need a license to use the French accent. Oh, yes, you do. It makes the French angry if you don't have a license to use their accent. Is it French? All of them? All the French, yes. We? Yes, we. Stop that. I do not think you know what you are talking about when you open your mouth to talk. That is it. The sketch is over. You're done. Do you have a license to stop our sketch? A what? A license. You have to have a sketch stopping license to stop sketches. How about a punch in the face? And no, I do not have a license for that either. Sketch is over. Fine, man. Chill. Chillax. Next sketch. This summer, the next movie blockbuster that showcases the only form of transportation that hasn't had a motion picture made about it. Tricycles. From the studio that brought you quick and ticked off comes Tricycles. No one dares take on my tricycle and lives to tell the tale. Me and my posse are here to take over this here town. Not on my watch. Now get on your trike and leave, right this second. You're mighty brave sitting there on your tricycle. Let that be a lesson to you. Now get out. You won this round, but we'll be back. Let's go, boys. The chases. The spills. The action. I sure do think your tricycle is cute. Do you, Al? Coming this summer to a theater near you, tricycles. It was a cold, sweaty part of the day. That time of day when you feel like a drink and a smoke, but go for an anti-acid instead. So I went for the antacid, took a chance, and had two. The bubbles tickled my nose, but not the good way like your mom did when you were just a kid, but in the way that the bullies on the playground tickled you for lunch money and made you pee your pants and nearly puke. And then they took your pants instead of leaving you crying for the teacher behind the swing set in front of Annie Silvers who laughed at you until she cried. It was just like that. After the antacid, I lit up the light on my desk and poured myself a long, cool elderberry juice with a twist to help with the allergies, which were killing me during that time of the year. And then she walked in. Well, I said she walked in. She walked into the door because she wasn't wearing her glasses, and then she walked into my desk, and then walked into me. Our eyes met. She still couldn't see me, but the chemistry was like electroshock therapy of a psychopath trying to get cured, but 
really didn't want to. And then she told me her name, Imogene Frager. The name rolled off my tongue after I said it a few times to get the hang of it. Imogene sat down in such a way that made you think she was going to fall on the floor head first, but doesn't. That's the kind of girl Imogene is. She stared at me with those glassy, unfocused, I can't see you but want to eyes, which told me she meant business. And then something else happened. Not quite as good as Imogene tripping into my office. In fact, it wasn't that good at all. It was bad. Two-fingered Mallory walked in and said, You just shot the messenger. I thought you said to shoot the messenger. How would I get the message if you shoot the messenger? The messenger delivers a message, so now we can't get the message because you- Killed him? You sure did. You did. You pulled out your gun and shot him. But you- I didn't say to do that. You don't shoot the messenger, well. What? Unless you don't like the message that he gives, and then you can shoot the messenger. Is that a rule or something? No, it's not a stupid rule. It's a thing. A rule is something else entirely. A thing? A thing, yes. It probably wasn't going to be a good message. How do you know? I'm just guessing. I don't want a guesser. I want a messenger. But he's dead. Yes, I can see that. I saw you end his hour on this earth. But I can guess... The saying is, you don't shoot the messenger, but you can kill the guesser. Well, that's not a thing. It is a thing. Not likely. It is. Give me your gun. What for? Give it. All right. Here, then. You can kill the guesser. That's a foul. What? Are you kidding me? Ending a sketch by killing someone is a 15-yard penalty. 15 yards? Are you out of your mind? We're not even playing a sport. How can we get a 15-yard penalty? Hey, that's right. Oh, right. Sorry. Go into the penalty box, then! Nope. Not applicable. And who says you can't end a sketch by ending someone's life? I did. You heard me say it. Who are you? I'm the messenger. Aha! Another foul! But I just shot you. You didn't! I sure did. You have a gaping hole in your middle. It's true. I can see it. It's right there. That's two vowels you guys are out of the sketch. But you're bleeding all over. You're out of here. Get out of the sketch. Technical foul on both of you. That is not a thing, and you're bleeding like a stuck pig. I'm not. Get out of the sketch. I won't tell you again. Do you want a doctor? I am not shot. You tried ending the sketch by killing me, and that is another foul you refuse to leave, so... You are both out of here. You killed him. I really didn't mean to. You killed the messenger. I did not. You just did. I have one bullet left in this gun, pal. I'll have you know. And he wasn't a guesser either. He was a messenger. I'm about to end this sketch with a gunshot. No, no, you're not. You're dead. Far from it. Out of this sketch, get out. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Get your legs of mutton, cups of ale. Get your red-hot legs of mutton and lukewarm cups of ale. I love this part. Watch this. Juliet's about to enter at yon window. True love at its finest. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Get your unprocessed all-natural leg of mutton. Leg of mutton. 
cup of warm ale from the pig and spittle. Watch this. Watch this part. This is where they declare their love for each other. I love this part. I've seen it a hundred times. I love it more each time. Get your globe Jenkins with I love you Shakespeare hand stitch on the front. Get your collector's Jenkins right here. Romeo, Romeo. That get me every time. He loves her. Thou knowest. I knowest. Look at her. Romeo, Romeo. Mutton, ale, Jenkins, and unplagued pet rats for sale. A rat for you, madam? Thou canst finish the scene, vendor. Uh, Juliet? Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? That's the lie. Real unprocessed leg of lamb. Undiluted ale for sale. Welcome to the show that sees just what you know, or not. As the case may be. And let's meet our contestants for Jeopardize. And what's your name, miss? Sheila Melberry. Sir? Shortbread Hollingsworth. Well, hey, Shortbread, how are you? Doing just dandy. Jim Dandy. And our third contestant for the show, what's your name, ma'am? Hattie Newman. Well, let's get started with Jeopardize. Now remember the rules. I ask the question, and you put your response in the form of an answer. In the form of an answer, are we ready? Here we go. Who was the first president of the United States? And Sheila? Was it George Washington? Yes, it was. But I'm sorry you didn't put it in the form of an answer. No points. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. Remember, answer in the form of an answer. Next question. The shot heard round the world started what war? <laughs> and Hattie? Uh, Hattie. Can you repeat the question? Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. And you didn't put your answer in the form of an answer. But I didn't hear the question, Mr. Becker. And the next question. Pay attention. Answer in the form of an answer, folks. Who gave the Gettysburg Address? Shortbread? Oh, I, I think it was, uh, old, uh, what, what's his name? Lincoln, wasn't it? You asked a question, Shortbread. So, sorry. And after the first round, it's zero points for all. Not looking good here on Jeopardize. Do not, I repeat, do not ask me a question. Give me an answer only. No questions, only answers in the form of an answer. No more questions, folks. Here's the next question. Who is the only president to be elected to four terms? <coughs> Sheila? No question now. Four terms? Sheila! That's a question. Can't she ask for clarification? Shortbread? That's fair, ain't it? Hattie? No more questions, only answers. Answers! Oh, you upset. He's getting red, isn't he? Can we see the rules? Can we start again? What's the prize? Why is this show called Jeopardize? What's the FDR? Who's FDR? Who's FDR? She didn't stutter, did she? You're not upset, are you? Why? Why what? Why what what? Was it FDR? Who's FDR? Let's not do that again, shall we? Where's the bathroom? Are you nervous? Uh, what's it to you? Can't she just ask? Well, what have you got to do with it? Why do you have to be mean? Why are you bothering me? What was the question? Can't you remember? How did we get into this? Ah! 
Did he just leave? He didn't look happy, did he? What about the show? What was the question? License and registration, please. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, sir. I don't. It's called a turn signal. Yes, sir. I just thought... Uh, no thinking, please, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Say it with me. Turn signal. Uh, turn signal. Very good. Some people call it a blinker. Can you say that? Blinker? Very good. Here's how it works. Oh. You see that green arrow blinking left? Yes, sir. That means you're letting folks behind you know that you're turning left. Pretty novel concept, huh? You could say that. Come here, let me show you. Oh, wow. Exactly, exactly. Now do you understand? Yes, sir, I do. I'm sorry. Let's just hope the stupid people of the world never unite as one. Man alive. All right, you'll have to stop right there. Is there a problem? You tell me, sir. What's in the horse? Sorry? Is this a real horse, sir? Why do you ask? You're about to enter the gates of Troy, sir. Need you ask? It's a real horse. Promise. Not good enough, sir. Well, touch her then, officer. Right you are. <laughs> All right. Where do you keep the door on this thing? There's no door. There has to be a door. Ooh, and little man inside. There is. Are you kidding me? Did I say that you're on the outskirts of Troy? Hmm. <laughs> Need I tell you our embarrassing story of this horse left on our doorstep as a gift? Well, this horse is a gift as well. What? I'm bringing it to my daughter. Likely story. Show me the door on this thing. Ooh, she doesn't like that. And we don't like men hidden inside horses left outside our gates as a gift for us. It didn't work out the last time. She's made of horse flesh. That's what they all say. This could be cleverly disguised wood. That's what the last one was. Well, this is a horse for my daughter. Sir, we're going to have to detain you under Article 9 of the Trojan City Code. What's that? Bearing a wooden horse as a gift with men inside. Just so you know, there's a hefty fine for that. But it's a living horse! A living, breathing horse! We'll see, sir. We shall see. Pull your horse over there and we'll get to you momentarily. Okay, everybody. No one move. What's the problem, detective? We got a call about a death here. A death? Really? We sure did. Someone here is guilty of killing. <gasps> killing conversation. It's not possible. I don't know. Let's see. Go ahead. Tell me who you are. For those of you who voted for a racist candidate in your defense, most of you did so without thinking of the consequences of his racism because for most of you, the heartbreaking destruction of racism has never been anything you or your loved ones have had to experience. Ah, the political rant. Would you just sit down here, please? You're marginalizing me. Yes. Yes, we are. We're trying to find a conversation killer, and you're at the top of the suspect list. And you, would you please tell us- I certainly can. Wait, what was the question? I simply wanted to know- I don't have all the time in the world, you know. So, I, do I was- I have things to do. Could you- And then I have to take care of my sister's kids. Ah, uh, I think I know. So is this going to take all day? Sit down. You, interrupter, you. Yet another suspect. You, over there. Hello? Hello? Me? What do you want? I need to, uh, hello? Could you please look over here? Who? Me? Ah, 
the one who doesn't pay attention. Don't move a muscle. The conversation killers are all in one room. This is one of the worst cases of my life. And who are you? I am not. I didn't accuse you of anything. You certainly did. I'm not like those three over there. I just want to question... Well, you can't. I won't let you. You? <laughs> Detective? <laughs> I am. You are not. I am so? You're not, 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 not. Ah, the arguer. Hands up, all of you. You killed conversation and are going to jail. For this episode of Stage Struck Audio Theater's Lunatic Fringe, in the cast, Andrew Bowden, Mirta Santana Morales, Ethan Batchelder, Julianne Berman, Porter Jones, and Sang Lee. Script by Brett Jones. Stage Struck Audio Theater is a production of Wichita State University Theater Department. This is Jack Ward from the Mutual Audio Network and from all of us here, the entire United Artists of Audio, I want to thank everyone who has supported us. Listeners and producers, writers and actors, musicians and graphic artists who make audio drama and audio fiction. You inspire us all. And thanks for making a home here on Mutual, where we listen and imagine together.